ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. I have three great guests with a brand new episode. Three lovely ladies from the Minsky Theater, which is on 15th and Central in Northeast Minneapolis, uh, my neighborhood. And I just met these ladies earlier in the week. They were on my uh, Wall of Power television show, which will air in a few weeks. So I'm going to introduce them. We have Jack. Hello. Tiff. Hello. And Red. Hi. So I just toured your amazing space today but let's tell people right off the bat you have a tell it uh tell about the show that is happening this weekend oh this weekend um yes so at the minsky theater we are doing edge of glory the ultimate lady gaga tribute show and uh, we're really really privileged to have um, melody mendez um coming in and she is a nationally touring tribute artist who is most known for her barbara streisand hmm. impersonation and tribute act um, but she is now going into foraying into being lady gaga as well and uh, we have uh, combined her with elite entertainment to bring together this show and then the band and Clayhead and Moo provided the soundtracks and we'll be doing the live um, playing and so it'll be live vocals and it's going to be everything that you would want from the Mother Monster just scaled down a little bit right, um, for our right. stage. So, so and uh, the show is 7.30 tonight. Yes, and tomorrow. And uh, Minsky Theater spell that for my people out there in the wall power oh, radio hour. sure if you want to come check it out um tonight you can go to minsky.com m-i-n-n-s-k-y.com and then get your tickets and theater is spelled re at the end yes that that one always throws me <laughs> now um like i said i was so knocked out by your space but who wants to jack do you want to start and tell about the uh, the beginnings of the minsky theater Oh, sure. So um, we have been, um, our actual performance groups have been around for almost a decade, um, which uh, Tiff is the co-founder, co-director, co-everything um, for the Wicked Wenches Cabaret, which we'll talk about in a second here, um, and is also the artistic director of the Minsky Theater. And so Minsky has been around, we're going into our third season. And uh, yeah, it's a vaudeville revival house, uh, is how we tend to describe it to people. We're kind of the island of misfit toys nice. uh, for, the, for the theater um, scene in Minneapolis. So we do everything from circus, burlesque, cabaret, um, performances, fire performances, wow. to regular musicals, to pro wrestling. So mm. we have quite the spread, um, opera, all different types of things happening at Minsky Theater. But if it's quirky and fun, um, you can usually find it at the Minsky Theater. So Tiff, uh, fill us in some more about what Jack just told us. Oh, about Boyd, I just told you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can talk about the troops. We, well, actually, I'll let you talk about the teasers because that's your, okay. your your favorite thing. But uh, the Wicked Winters Cabaret is our parody troupe at the theater. So we take an existing play or movie or something like that or television show, and we turn we write and we uh, turn it into a show, a, a comedy show, by writing our way around the original script or by writing our own script um, and make these sort of parody shows that are very silly. And we have actors in them, and they uh, much like a musical. Well, we actually call them vodvicals, but much like a musical where you would stop and sing a song. Instead, we would sing a song or we'll do burlesque or we'll do aerial arts or some kind of circus wow. thing in the middle of it. And we have quite a cult following and most of our stuff is very nerdy. We just finished our Joker's Wild Batman parody and we're about to go into The Grinch that Stole Triple Xmas. And then we have a full season next year uh, starting in February with uh, Mario Brothers The Godfather. So that wow. should be super fun for everybody. So how did you meet Jack? 
Uh, I met Jack because uh, I came to take classes at Expertise Fitness, which we can, of course, talk about. But at Expertise Fitness, I was looking for, for uh, circus and alternative fitness classes, and I came and took a, I think a chair class from her and also a class called Go-Go Fly that was a, in a, a sort of two-rope, sort of a preliminary aerial class. Wow. And I took that, and she met me and found out I was a performer and said, you need to join this troupe I have that's pretty new called The Wicked Cabaret, and we're going to do cool things. And she was right. <laughs> what does the chair thing uh it's just a it's a using a chair as a prop when you're dancing so you can do all sorts of little acrobatics and stuff okay. on it so it's, it's pretty fun huh. yeah and they're just banquet chairs from from a hotel right. so you know try it in your own hotel room <laughs> <laughs> and red so how do you fit in sure so i started at expertise fitness about four years ago and i am now the co-captain of the expertisers which is the other pro troop out of minsky theater we've been around for about three years and we are the kind of showgirl troop we are much more dance focused um so traditionally we've done cabaret shows so we hold down group dances and things like that um and we will be shifting more towards a ballet style of show not meaning that we'll be doing ballet dancing, mm-hmm. although we do do ballet dancing in our Nutcracker Noir, which is coming up in December, but more that we have a, a storyline and we and we dance to the storyline. Um, so it's a little bit sexier than the, the wenches are. The yeah. wenches are funnier and the teasers are sexier, right. um, but we have a good time dancing. Um, and then I met Jack when I did a probably when I joined the teasers. I was at yeah. XFit for a year and a half before I actually met her. Um, and now I'm the head pole instructor at the studio. Well, when we were talking, uh, taping uh, Wall of Power TV earlier in the week, and I have to give a shout out to my producer, Andy Watson, who uh, he and his wife Priscilla went to one of your shows and were just knocked out. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, Andy's, <laughs> yeah. Andy's a good guy. He's got, he's got great taste, obviously. Uh, introduced me to you three. Um, but I thought what's what's unique about this? This is like there's like nine women large and in charge, right? Yes. Yep. So talk about that. Sure. So I mean, for clarification for your listeners, so there's two branches to the company. There's the Minsky Theater itself, which is the performance venue, and then there's Expertise Fitness, which is the training facility that's right down the hallway. Right. So it's it's all in one building, and it's it's one unique space. We have about twelve thousand square feet, um, all divided up into different studios and performance and training areas. And so there are nine. Um, we call them boss ladies. We have boss lady meeting every Monday. So there's nine contracts. <laughs> Actors and volunteers that we work with that help to run the organization. And uh, these people have all different backgrounds and um, are a part of the organization because they love it, because they're performers, because they're producers, because they want to um, see the art made and they believe in the space. So we have nine boss ladies. Um, but all told, we have probably about 75 um, individual contractors wow. that work with the organization, either in administrative, technical, or performance capacity. So when the boss Boss ladies get together. There's nine. Do you ever vote on things? Because I mean, you could split because you'd have four and five. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's interesting because we're we're uh, not a 501c, but I will definitely get outvoted on right. things. Right. It's it's more like a, a Knights of the Round Table okay. kind of a feel. So we all sit down and, and we make decisions together. And and I'm I'm would would be considered the creative um, on the team.
team. And I usually am the one that comes and I say, hey, I have this idea. Mm-hmm. What do we think about this, guys? And we'll run creative ideas by, by Tiff and Tiff will give her two cents. And then Red steps in and starts talking logistics along with Jenna. Um, I have to give a shout out too. And then it sort of starts to implement from there. And the other boss ladies jump in with their um, different uh, specialties and talents, you know, be it set design, costume design, or, you know, ticketing, um, working with our members, things like that. And so um, having this really powerful team of, of independent contractors working with us is really nice because um, we can spread out the load of what needs to be done, but we also are working almost every day, all day, because some everybody has such a different schedule. Right. So some people have day jobs, um, and so the daytime people can work on a project, and then the night people can pick it up where the day people left off. And so what's nice about it is we can produce at a quite a quick rate because we have such an amazing team and because we have it spread out all over different um, working hours. So how many productions would you do in a typical season, and when does your season run from? So, or is it year, does it go all year long? Yeah. So we actually, we consider our seasons to be the with the year. Um, and then we have like micro seasons within those seasons. So we have basically January to um, April um, or May, we consider like our spring season, you know, for early part of the year season. Um, and we have our summer season. Uh, and then we have our fall, which is usually September, um, October, November. And then we go into our holiday, which is late November and December. Um, so we actually plan about a year in advance. So yeah, so our seasons, um, and then as far as productions go, I mean, we had shows every single weekend. So I think we did something like 60, 60 productions. Last wow, year. that's incredible. There's so many. I was just counting for myself. In October, I did 17 shows. Wow. And I know there was one I wasn't in that we had at the theater. And it was like, because we produce a lot. Like it's, it's consistent. And the second we finish producing something, we're, we've already started the next thing. Wow. And we're doing several shows at once. I mean, we were for a while there doing like five different productions at a time because we had a wenches thing and a teasers thing and we were doing the Cirque Loon children's programming and Shadowcast Shadow going and things like and that. Opera mm-hmm. And opera yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so knocked out. It's just an incredible uh, group of performers and human beings that are bringing this all to the fore. For those of you that just tuned in, uh, this is Paul Metz on Wall and Power Radio Hour talking to Jack Tiff and Red from the Minsky Theater. We got about a minute and a half left. Now you've got a fundraising campaign coming up. So talk about that and how people could donate. Oh, we sure do. And we would love to have anybody um, join us and support um, if you love the arts and if, especially if you love um, laughing and and be going, ooh, you should definitely check it out. Um, so our 12 Days of Minsky will be running November 29th through December 10th and we will be doing a membership drive. Um, so it's a little bit like NPR but like yeah. with cabaret and burlesque. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, if you become a member during that... I don't see Carrie Pole dancing, but, uh. I mean, hey, you never know. Um, and uh, so if you become a member during the 12 days of Minsky Member Drive, in addition to the tickets that you would get, whatever normal package you would get, um, you'll get two additional tickets to our season, and you will also get two tickets to our gala, which happens in January, um, January 18th, and it's our big masquerade party that we have every year as a thank you and additional fundraising um, so that we can go into the 2020 season strong. Wow. We will have uh, Jack, Tiff, and Red on from the Minsky Theater uh, for the whole show tonight. We're going to get in this little thing they do called shadow casting, which is uh, one of the about a dozen uh, 
things they do down at the Miskey Theater. And we'll be right back after these messages. Back in January 2018, the tax laws changed. You probably won't get a tax deduction for donating your vehicle to Auto Technical or any nonprofit. And it's going to put us out of business. Over the past 30 years, our charitable mission has been reconditioning vehicles for thousands of families. Many vehicles are reconditioned and sold to the public. We are self-supporting. But donations have dropped by more than 80%. We can hold on until November, December. But without your help, we'll be forced to close the doors. The Tubman Shelter Workforce Training Center will no longer be able to refer clients to us for free cars. Please, please help us. Call me if you have a vehicle to donate. Richard at autotech.org, 612-919-5526. 612-919-5526. Autotechnical.org. Northeast Minneapolis is known for its creativity, and you'll know exactly why when you eat at Hazel's Northeast. Their creatively prepared comfort food will have you coming back week after week. Breakfasts like biscuits and gravy, granola pancakes, and brisket hash. For lunch, homemade soup, and one of the best Rubens in town. And don't miss the daily risotto or Chef Ali's ever-changing dinner specials. Come on in. Bring the whole family. Hazel's Northeast delivers real good food. Family owned at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities gay scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and designed jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. Hi, this is Evelyn. Please, Dad, not again. How about no dates ever? Okay. My father is a beacon of hope for us all. Matt McNeil. Holla! Wow. I now have my driver's permit. My dad says my behind-the-wheel training for the next year will be in our Toyota Siennas. They're safe, reliable, and fun to drive, even when you're just learning. I trust my vehicles with my kids. Toyotas are peace of mind. We're a two-Sienna family thanks to Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. That's us. This is Paul Metza with the Wall of Power Radio Hour on AM 950, the lefty station. God bless us. I've got three lovely ladies from the Minsky Theater, an incredible uh, theater group uh, based in northeast Minneapolis at 15th and Central in a beautiful orange building on the front. Plenty of parking, too, I want to add, which is key as a, as a musician that plays in different venues. Parking these days is key. Make it easy. Get them in the door. So, tell us about shadow casting. 
Sure. So shadow casting is when we play the movie on a screen behind and actors act it out in front. So we match all the costuming. They try to match as closely as possible the action that's happening on the screen. Um, And they also have interaction packets for the audience members. So the audience will have lines that they can say back or props or pieces of paper that they throw at the actors, you know. (laughs) A little bit like Rocky Picture Horror Show. Yes. Very similar. Yeah, that's that's one a classic one that happens in this in all over, but also in the cities as well. And I believe it's the Uptown Theater has been producing that for years. Yeah. And at, when we when Jack and I talked about doing Shadowcast, we were like, well, we could do Rocky Horror, but somebody already does that, so right. let's do other things. So we just finished our production of Labyrinth recently, which we do every Halloweenish time. Right. And also in the springtime, we like to do Princess Bride. That's a big winner. Uh, we did Spaceballs once, and we're hoping to do like Conan the Barbarian and an eighteen plus one because all these are all ages shows. Right. There, well, it's, it's the rating of of the movie itself right uh, and uh, we're hoping to an 18 plus one barbarella coming up in the, in the future we want to do a couple of disney ones um so we actually um in the 2020 minsky season we are doing a vote for what you want in september nice and so we'll put up four or five choices for our members and they get to vote on which shadow cast we do mm. so that should be super fun and another reason why you should become a member of minsky theater so you can get to vote on that well i have to think uh I was uh, uh, lucky enough to have Jack Tiff and Red on my Wallpower TV, which will be airing in a few weeks. But now that uh, we've got you on the radio, on Wallpower Radio Hour, what if there's a uh, budding entertainer or uh, not even budding, but an entertainer Mm -hmm. that would like to take part in one of your productions? How would they go about contacting you and auditioning? Oh, yeah, it's pretty easy, actually. Um, so they could email MinskyTheater at gmail.com, and it's M-I-N-N-S-K-Y Theater, spelled the old-fashioned way, T-H-E-A-T-R-E at gmail.com. Um, and we actually have uh, auditions for our troops, usually twice a year. Um, both troops audition, um, have our bigger audition in January, and then we usually do, um, if necessary, uh, we'll do a substitute or a smaller audition in the summertime, somewhere around July-ish, usually. And so um, the expertisers is definitely more dance-focused. It's ballet-style. The productions are ballet-style. Not that you have to be a ballerina, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're ballet-style in that it's a it's a story told through dance. Um, but we do pole dancing, chair dancing, belly dancing, fire dancing, heels dancing, and we also do ballet and tap and jazz as wow. well. So people are welcome to do that. Um, belly and ballet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then the Wicked Wenches Cabaret is our parody troupe, so... Um, Usually, we tend to pull more actors, improvisation people, stand-up comedians. Um, but uh, you can have all different types of experience, or technically no experience as long as you're funny. Um, mm-hmm. If you make the cut, we can we can teach people how to say lines. Um, so uh, it's a really interesting amalgamation of all different types of people with all different experience levels in both troops, and there's some crossover as well. So, this yeah. has to be a, a great experience for these for these uh, uh, all ages shows. I imagine kids of all ages have to love this stuff. Well, we we basically, the only all ages shows we do are the shadow cast. Just to be okay. clear, most of the Minsky programming is 18 plus. Right, um, because you guys work blue. Yes, we do. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's talk about this Triple uh, X Christmas. 
Sure, go ahead. Yeah, Tiff. Oh, yeah. This is this one, Tiff. You wrote most of it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I remember talking on the phone with you a few years ago when I wrote it, and you were telling me which '90s rom coms I should watch to write <laughs> to write the show. So yeah, it's The Grinch has told Triple Xmas. Almost all of the names that we have for the Wicked Winches shows make them sound a lot dirtier than they are. Like right. it's just a silly name to sort of get people's attention. Well, name it. Give us a few. Oh, uh, oh gosh. Um, this last year we did in February we did Romeo and Juliet, a Breast Side Story. <laughs> And we've done a Midsummer Night's Wet Dream. Yeah, sure did. Uh, we did the Sherlock Holmes and the Murder Under the Big Topless, and uh, Under the Rainbow, which is our Pride show we do every year. Right. Oh, Cherry Hotter and the Hollowed Order of the Half Blood Prisoners, Secret Stones of Fire, uh, Strip Wars. Oh, strip, yeah, and the Strip Wars Holiday Special, which is very culty, yeah. and that's the one we're, we're going to stream online for, or we're going to put online first. Uh, and so, yeah, The Grinch, The Stole Triple Xmas, uh, is a it's a '90s rom com, and Cindy Lou Hooter is off in college, <laughs> is off in college studying truffle tree conservation getting her PhD and she comes home to the snowflake for Christmas and she meets up with the Grinch who uh, looks like Kurt Cobain but with green hair because he's the Grinch and it's a, it's a 90s rom-com it's very <laughs> cute so we're redoing it this year and so we're very excited about it it's a super fun thing for the cast enjoys all these shows as well because they get to be these crazy outlandish characters in, in every show and uh, some of them they come up with their own character work and sometimes they base it like on the Batman show they base it off of the, the you know comic books and TV shows and things right. like that but so much fun well and the snowflake is is modeled after Minnesota. So I play Cindy's mom and and I, I talk like this the entire time. Oh Cindy, Cindy honey, I'm so glad you're home now. You could have called first, of course. You know, we needed your help, you know, decorating the Christmas tree, but I guess it's okay that you got here now. Fine. You know, it's, it's fine. fine. Um it's fine. and so they're just I mean Love it. yeah, people just don't stop laughing when they right. come to these shows. So you gotta be prepared to giggle. Um so yeah, that's the Grinch is sold Triple Xmas and that runs the first two weekends and no the second and third weekend in December. Yeah, the technical second second and third weekend. Yeah, because the first weekend we were doing uh, opera tees. It's one of uh, what's, it, that actually is an all-ages show. Yep. And in in a, we, we do this, what, should I, do you want to do opera tees? You want me to? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, Opera Tees, the Journey North Opera Company, uh, is a, full of a bunch of opera weirdos who were like, we have a fun idea. In addition to doing regular opera, we would like to come to your shows and we'd like to sing opera behind you while you perform in front of us, pole dancing or burlesque or whatever. What do you think? And we said, sure, whatever. Sounds great. Sure. Yeah, sounds great. So they came in and did it and it's so much fun. Hmm. It's so much fun for everybody. And we just did a Halloween show, Tricks and Treats, and that went over very well. That was really fun to, I love all the selections that the opera singers make, things that, that, as I have, uh, as a cabaret person, have never heard of very interesting things, uh, and so we're going to be doing it a children's one, a family friendly one for the so holiday. no burlesque, yeah, just, so, just clowning, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so there'll be no there'll be, the burlesque performers will just be silly acting on stage. Right. So we're going to do that, and, and they'll be uh, dancing in aerial arts, and uh, there's a fire in that show, all sorts of stuff, uh-huh. and um and we'll be doing that. It's called Winter Wonderland, and that I believe is November thirtieth. Yes, yes. So correct. Yes, November thirtieth, and that's the start kicks off our. Uh, Christmas season. Tiff, what, uh, you mentioned cabaret. Did you? Uh, what was your background? Did you work at Patrick's Cabaret at all? Uh, I have done things at Patrick's Cabaret, but I, I didn't work there. But I've done shows there. Um, I have been doing shows of this kind of cabaret style shows um, since the late '90s, and uh, I had a show at Club Metro, which people may remember from. It was a big lesbian bar in St. Paul a long time ago, and I had right. this go-go girl show, right. and uh, and I went and saw a burlesque show. It was uh, the Lilies 
a burlesque precursor, uh, Moulin, or sorry, not Moulin Rouge, <laughs> Le Cirque Rouge, and uh, Amy's group. And I went and saw that, and I was like, oh, look at that. It's old-timey stripping, I called it. And so, <laughs> so I know what it was called. It's going to be the name of my next record, by the way. Old-timey stripping. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, so I went back to my show, and I said, all right, ladies, this is what we're going to do. Once a month, you guys make up a routine and take off your clothes. And they're like, great, sounds good. So, <laughs> so we started this. So I started burlesque without really knowing what it was. Uh, and then a few years later, I transitioned. I wanted to do something else. Um, I was emceeing as well, so I emcee things for people. Um, and then I uh, and then I decided to go into uh, I decided to learn some improv because I decided to sort of expand on my acting abilities. So I did improv for a while, um, and then I started doing uh, aerial arts, and I, that's how I met Jack. And I started. Doing and we'll theater. talk about how the three of you met. Uh, we've got Jack, Tiff, and Red from the Minsky Theater back after these messages. I'm John Peterson of Ferndale Market, and I'm the third generation to grow turkeys on our family farm in Cannon Falls. We've grown them the same way since 1939, free range and without antibiotics. We're proud of the way our turkey tastes naturally, so we never add fillers or basting solutions. Just 100% pure turkey. And we're proud to remain an independent family farm. Looking for an extra special addition to this year's Thanksgiving feast? Our fresh, never-frozen turkeys remove the hassle of thawing and can be picked up just days before your celebration. Available at natural food stores across the region. Reserve your fresh, free-range Thanksgiving turkey for pickup at our store right on our farm in scenic Cannon Falls or at one of our retail partners. For more information on finding our Ferndale Market Thanksgiving turkey near you, visit us at ferndalemarket.com. That's ferndalemarket.com. Thank you for your support of local foods and farmers. We'll hope to see you at Ferndale Market soon. FerndaleMarket.com. Hey, it's Brett from the 4 p.m. show, and I got a crazy question for you. Is your home ready for the holidays? Yeah, I know it seems way too soon to be talking holidays, but they will sneak up on you. That's why I just use Zero Res to clean my carpet, so come holiday season, I'll have at least one thing off my checklist. And right now, Zero Res has an awesome carpet cleaning deal. Three rooms Zero Resified starting at only $149. But you need to mention AM950 when you call. So call 9520-RES, mention AM950, and you'll be ahead of those sneaky holidays. If you're struggling with what to give someone for a holiday, birthday, welcome gift, or to say thank you, try an affordable, easy, and unique gift, a You Betcha box. What are they? Curated Minnesota gift boxes that include delicious Minnesota-made gourmet goodies. And with a name like You Betcha, you know it's local. You Betcha boxes are a real-world example of what we can achieve when we support and nurture one another. Featuring a variety of fun Minnesota-themed options, there is sure to be something for everyone. Every box also includes the artisan maker profiles, your gift gift recipient will enjoy reading about these amazing award-winning products and the interesting stories of the Minnesotans behind them. You Betcha boxes are perfect for family and friends across the country and make great business gifts that will show your employees, co-workers, and clients your appreciation. Just go to YouBetchaBox.com and browse through the wide variety of local Minnesota-made gift boxes. Shipping is always included in the price. There is sure to be something that will leave a lasting impression. That's YouBetchaBox.com. Twin Cities Ballet is proudly celebrating 10 years of a Minnesota Nutcracker at Ames Center in Burnsville, December 13th through the 15th. Twin Cities Ballet presents this beloved holiday classic with a Minnesota twist and is one of the most attended, must-see holiday events in the Twin Cities. Twin Cities Ballet's A Minnesota Nutcracker will provide delightful entertainment for your whole family. Tickets on sale now at TwinCitiesBallet.org. TwinCitiesBallet.org. 
950 Weather. This is Eric Nelson. Tonight, rain's possible after 3 a.m. with a low around 36. Sunday, cloudy skies with a high near 38 and a low of 27. Monday will be partly sunny with a high of 39 and a low of 31. AM950 is brought to you by Ferndale Market, a third-generation turkey farm out of Cannon Falls. Their fresh, never-frozen Thanksgiving turkeys feature no fillers or basting solutions, just 100% pure turkey. Reserve your fresh, free-range Thanksgiving turkey today at their scenic Cannon Falls farm or one of the many natural food stores across the Midwest. Visit them at FerndaleMarket.com. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metz. I have three delightful ladies, and I'm really enjoying our discussion and getting to know them. Three real creative types. Uh, they all work together at the Minsky Theater. And uh, we heard from Tiff at the end of the last segment. I'm going to go to my right to the lovely Red. And what was your, how did you get into uh, theater and then all your work, uh, you know, all your acrobatic stuff? Oh, sure. Uh I've had a couple different lifetimes already, and so uh, in, a, in a previous lifetime, I was a teacher. I was a high school English teacher really? at alternative schools for uh, 13 years. I was in the education what school? field. Oh, I was all over. Okay. Um, and the school that I was, I was at for the longest um, went bankrupt, unfortunately, so I was at the City Inc. before it went under. Okay. Um, and so I worked with kids that other people didn't want to work with for a long time, and I loved it. But as I said, the school went under, and um, then I thought it would be fun to try an office job. It wasn't. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, you, guys I don't a lot. Really, you guys don't really seem like cubic, cubicle no, people to me. It just me. wasn't a good fit for me. It was a lovely company to work for, but it just yeah. wasn't for me. Um, but it was around that time that I started taking pole dance classes, and I did not have a dance background whatsoever. Hmm. Um, I did do theater in high school, but we were a very young theater program, and so anyone who showed up kind of got to do whatever they wanted to do. Right. Um, so uh, I started pole dancing classes with no background, and about a year and a half in, um, I joined the Expertisers, uh, which is a dance troupe, ironically, with no dance experience. And how's that spelled? If people want to... Expertisers, yeah. E-X-P-E-R-T-E-A-S-E-R. Right, okay. So, like, teasers. <laughs> you guys are tricky. Yeah. I'm telling you. We like the wordplay. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, uh, when I started... As a student expert, I said I wasn't going to get into leadership. I was just going to be a student. Right. It didn't work very well because I can't help myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I joined the expertisers, and about a year into that, I became um, a co-captain about a year and a half in, I think. And then I said, Jack, you know what you should do? You should hire me to <laughs> work at your company. Yeah. Uh, and probably about six months after that, another person left, and she called me up and said, how serious were you? I was like, let's go. Wow. <laughs> so now I'm co-captain of a, of a dance troupe with no dance experience, <laughs> and a uh, head pole instructor with only four years of experience, but... Um, Hey, it's northeast, man. It's all improvised, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It was laying... It was, it was dormant inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. And woke up. <laughs> well, and Red's being very humble. She's yeah. quite a good dancer. Yeah. You know, so it's you can start dancing later in life and still sure. end up being quite an entertaining performer. Absolutely. Yeah, you can. I had no idea that you didn't have a dance background. Yeah. You're terrific. Also, her her pole dancing troupe, the Chromatics, is amazing. Yeah. So I have a I have a pole dancing troupe uh, that I started because why not add other projects? Sure. Um, so uh, they're chromatics, which the word chromatics, I feel the need to explain this to people. <laughs> the, yeah. the word chromatic means colorful or lively. Right. Um, but also, if you break up the words, it means chrome addicts, as in we are addicted to chrome, which is what the poles are made out of. So uh, 
uh, there's five of us, and we do doubles, triples, quadruple, and, and quintuplet tricks on pole. Wow. Yeah, they're stunning. So they're cool. absolutely amazing. So cool. Yeah. How long has pole dancing been around besides <laughs> oh, strippers? Sure. But I mean, like, sure. who does, you know, who is the first person that said, I'm going to have a pole dancing class mm. for people that love dancing on poles that aren't strippers? I would say, I mean, the fitness started probably in the 90s. Oh, the okay. 80s. Yeah. 80s. I actually had to look okay. this up for, yes, for opportunities. It yeah, because it, it's not it's not even that pole dancing. It's that makalab, which is the Indian form of of, of the pole, like, trickery. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. You just look it up on the internet. It's really cool it's to like watch. It's like 2,000 years old. Yeah, it's, it's wow. super. And Chinese pole, too. Yeah, Chinese well. pole. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a lot of where that came from, is Chinese pole, watching those people look like squirrels running up and down right. the poles. It's really cool. That actually is what, what interested me in circus performance to begin with. But... It uh, but yeah, then it went in the, in the 80s is when they started um, using it in clubs, mm -hmm. and then from there in the 90s it started like it, well, started, it did in the in the 20s and 30s it did start a little bit in like yeah. big top pole dancing yeah, and then the poles that were holding up the tents yeah it was specifically to attract people to doing traveling carnivals to attract right. people to it they right. would have the girls who are the showgirls go out and sort of dance on the wooden tent poles hmm. to get people watch out for slivers yeah <laughs> <laughs> like to get people's attention to, right. to bring them in but it didn't I don't know that it was necessarily as athletic as it is Absolutely now not. but and also I'd be scared of doing that on wood like you said but yeah but they would but they would sort of dance in there to get a attraction but then it didn't really take off until they started making metal poles mm -hmm. and and putting them in in clubs mm -hmm. for for fun and then bring into strip clubs and then from there yep and then it kind of grew into a fitness industry from there so crazy and well you know what what uh, what i love about it um is that it's, it's drawing on so many traditions mm -hmm. uh hundred-year-old traditions in american entertainment mm -hmm. if we're talking vaudeville tell us a little bit about how you came up uh because I drove by two or three years ago and I saw Minsky Theater and I go, geez, that rings a bell. And then you told me the other day, but tell the audience out there. Oh, sure. So um, if anybody's not familiar with the term vaudeville, vaudeville is an American-specific style of performance that married the sort of carnival scene with girly shows. And so vaudeville is very much an, an American staple invention, and, and it had its heyday in the 1930s and 40s. And so um, the Minsky brothers were the top vaudeville and burlesque producers in the 30s and 40s and when we talk about that this is an american staple and it was actually kind of written out of american um, history books because it's blue um right. you know uh it was huge i mean the um hennepin um Theater Trust um, is going to be having their 100-year anniversary, and they were talking at one point about having a burlesque show because that's actually how the um, Hennepin right. Theater Trust sure. started. All of the big theaters downtown, um, the, all the big boys, um, had uh, major, major um, burlesque shows come through there, and these were gigantic theatrical mm -hmm. um, entertainment things, and there was huge hubs where people would travel all over the country. There was about three major, major hubs um, in the United States, and the vaudeville performers, I mean, these these performances were, you know, you'd have your comedian act, you'd have a showgirl act, you'd have some sort of, um, you know, like uh, an animal act or, um, you know, exotic animal act, like like snakes and things right. like that. And then you would have a Broadway act and dancers and things like that. So. Um, so the Minsky brothers were these largest producers. So I always liked the name Minsky. I wanted to have kind of an old-fashioned sounding name to the theater. I really, um, I've always loved 
old fashioned theater. So we have red curtains and it's Art Deco themed, and we have, you know, the gold trimmings. And, and, and I like that style of theater. I always have. And so, but we took on two N's for like Minnesota.、Right. So that's why it's M I N N S K Y. So、um, it's a little bit of my love of Minnesota and Northeast Minneapolis combined with、um, a wink and a nod to the Minsky brothers. Well, I believe the Orpheum Theater, which is a gorgeous theater that they、yeah. redone years ago, Bob Bill and his brother owned it for a long time. I think the opening act there in the late 20s was the Marx Brothers.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, Minneapolis was really had,、uh, boy, if you look back at、uh, Lost Minneapolis, how many theaters they used to have downtown? Yes, like 15. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And then、uh, I remember reading, I think it was. Liberace, who's from South Dakota, and、um, talked about in the 1930s, he said Hennepin Avenue, with all the lights from the theaters and everything,、mm-hmm. so it was the most beautiful main drag of any city he's ever been in. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys are bringing back、uh, a lot of these traditions, but really mixing them. In a whole new gumbo. Oh, yeah, with the, with the circus and then the technology being able to mix into it. So sometimes we have videos playing behind us and we,、right. you know, lasers and smoke and all that kind of stuff too. So it really brings it to even the next level. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense why people like this style of, of theater because, I mean, you get, you get musicians together and you get、um, performers together and you start, you know, improv. You know, improvisation, but also just having fun together. And, and again, yes, our stuff is slanted blue. It's 18 plus, but we tend to, we're on the very light side of right, blue. If it was、right. a scale, if it was a scale, we're just、light、into the ba- baby, light, baby、yeah. blue. We're baby blue.、Um, you know, so I mean, a, a, little, a lot of double entendre.、Sure. Um, but we, we try to be clever and witty about it too, which is another part of burlesque that I absolutely adore. And And really, we try to honor is, is all the comedy that went into it. I mean, the、right. word burlesque actually is derived from the Italian word of to laugh.、Right. I mean, so it's, it's supposed to be caricature and humorous、right. and stuff like that. So,、um, but it also encompasses sort of this brand new world that's been created.、Um, and this is kind of where the expertisers come s in, where we took the sort of formatting of ballet. Um, and overlaid it with circus and, and heels dancing and sexy dancing. And then we created this really unique style of dance、um, that the expertisers do as well,、um, which is sort of a mixture between showgirl and、um, like a Cirque storytelling thing. Right. Yeah. Ooh, well, yeah. you know, you look back at、uh, some of that original、uh, film footage of Mae West or WC、oh, yeah. Fields, it was all double entendre. Oh, absolutely. You know? So,、uh, Jack, what was your background? Your theatrical background. I believe you told me you went to the U of M. Yes, I went to the University of Minnesota.、Um, I have a theater degree, and then、um, for all intents and purposes, I was one class short, but I'm a film minor.、Okay. And so,、um, but I've been doing live performance since I was three years old, and I've、right. never stopped.、Right. Um, so I'm a singer, I'm an actress,、um, I'm a producer, I'm a dancer.、Um, I've, I've done all of it, and I've directed since I was 16. And、um, you love Carol Burnett. <laughs> yes, she is probably my number one influence. Carol Burnett, and then,、um, you know, Bernadette Peters, and.、Um, Lucille Ball, and、yeah. I mean, just all of them. They're all fantastic.、Uh, we do like the same comedians. Yes. You and I do the same comedians. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I loved, and I loved the Carol Burnett show. You know,、right. that was such an amazing. Well, Bette Midler is my other big, big influence.、Right. I mean, Bette is just stunning. Yeah, as good as it gets. Red, what,、uh, what were you influenced by growing up watching television or going to the movies or going to theater? <laughs> you know, I thought about that when I heard you ask them that yesterday, and I. 
Honestly, it's going to sound ridiculous. Yeah. Like Christina Aguilera in the Dirty Music video. Okay. Where yeah. she's like in the boxing ring and she's like oiled up and she's like dancing and fighting people. I just, <laughs> I was like, I want to wear that. That sounds like are. you so much. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's the expertise. I mean, and, you know, and, and we've got a show coming up um, called Nutcracker Noir, which right. is our dark, sexy nutcracker. And, uh, uh, Red's going to be playing the Rat Queen as a dominatrix. <laughs> yep, and uh, and so and we're playing. Um, you know, we have gender bending in it, and fire and circus, and and but it's a it's a really beautiful visual extravaganza, and it follows the story of the Nutcracker. It's just that Clara's eighteen, and, right. we're, and we're taking her to the land of vice, um, ruled by the Sugar Cum Fairy, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's You're her very it's, naughty girls. Yes, and it's her her adventures in that land. So it's her really and the cool. Nutcracker have a slightly different relationship. Yeah. <laughs> this is our third year running for this show. It's, it's, yeah. been, it's been very popular. What has been the uh, audience response? It must have been fun over the three years you've been there mm-hmm. just to watch the audience grow and the word get out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the audience loves the shows. I mean, we people are blown away and stunned when they come to the theater they're like we've never seen anything like this and they're like it's such a, a neat mixture of of styles but then also the biggest feedback we always get is that people are deeply grateful for the representation they see on stage mm-hmm. so we have such different body types and abilities and ages and we have people playing di- you know different genders and different ages than they are and and um at the same time we also have all gender spectrum performers mm-hmm. and and we really just are taking it talking about going really old school i mean we're talking about old old theater where actors could just play any role right and the audience just gets over it after and, a second and, you know and, and, and they you know, can just and, be and, and back in the day and still now actors playing different roles in the same production we've got uh, jack tiff and red from the minsky theater we'll be back after these messages The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities gay scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about the joy of live fire cooking. Cooking over a live fire is the oldest and most basic form of cooking. What's new is in the way a fire is handled and its heat is managed. It's easier to experience and enjoy the smell and taste of food cooked over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs live fire grills, fire pits, and ovens. Let us help you experience the smell, the taste, the fun of cooking with fire. Pizza was first made and is still best made in an open fire oven. The radiant and conductive heat of a live fire is unmatched for wood roasting and baking artisan breads too. Come see the many ways you can cook over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. This week, I talk about the Galabi Gang fighting for women's rights in India. 
Then our featured idealist is Michael Rexford of LightHopeLife.org, a suicide prevention and education nonprofit. In my C block, I share about speaking in Hastings, Minnesota, where a segment of the community has publicly come out against transgender humans. That's me, a catalyst for learning and changing. LE 2.0 Radio, engaging and real. Wendy, great news. What's the great news, Robert? Hey, we're on Wednesdays now at 5 p.m. That's great. What's the name of the show? Uh, Pilot's Playhouse? I don't know. Pilot's Playhouse? That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. Hey, everyone should listen in and see what we come up with. So what's the new show about? Well, we'll have local and national news and guests that you don't hear anywhere else. Wednesdays at 5. See you then. Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is Jason from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare for my wife and chef, Carrie, and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. Which means you can only be in one place, and that's listen to the Wall of Power Radio Hour with your host, Paul Metza. I've had uh, uh, three just incredible guests with me tonight from the Minsky Theater, Jack, Tiff, and Red. They've got so much going on. It, it blows my mind. They <laughs> gave me a short tour of the uh, studio today uh, before we drove out to AM950 to tape this show in the basement studio with a great... Brett Johnson, AM950, located in Eden Prairie, which is neither Eden nor a prairie, I might add. <laughs> but uh, it must really be fun when you get the, the nine boss ladies together. I mean, it's got to be just like a creative whirlwind of ideas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we um, we already have our 2020 season planned. And uh, it's uh, we basically get to do whatever we want um, because we're in charge of the theater. So we get to pick the programming um, the way that we like. And we tend to slant towards nerd things and, and fairy tales. Okay. Um, so we're working off of um, a lot of times recognizable either themes or actual recognizable material. Hmm. And um, it's kind of nice because it's, it's fun to remix something um, right. that you grew up loving into a whole nother way to look at it and right. story. So. Now, have you ever taken uh, uh, or can get the rights to do a uh, Carol Burnett episode, television episode? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that would be amazing. I don't even know how you would go about starting to do that. You'd probably have to talk to the TV stations yeah. more so than Carol herself. But the Carol Burnett formatting, um, right. you know, that's something that has been around for a very, very long time. So um, you could definitely do some sort of tribute um, to her and um, that would definitely be something we could put on the docket. That'd be cool. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we go all, ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we also have a, uh, in addition to all the stuff that we produce ourselves, we also invite other groups to come in and uh, and do things that are personally or professionally. You could talk about Weddings, if you want to later, yeah. we we do uh, we do all sorts of things in, in the theater space. Um, two of my very favorites, Tiff's picks. Two of my very favorites that we have had at the theater and that we'll continue to have are the Ricky Norton Pro Wrestling, which is amazing. And we take out a bunch of the seating and they put up the wrestling ring. Jack and I went and watched it, and wow. it was incredible. It was so much fun. It's something you wouldn't. Um, I watched pro wrestling as a kid, you know, right. in the eighties, yeah. and something you wouldn't expect from pro wrestling is exactly how progressive it is. You would not expect that at all, but it was amazingly 
extremely progressive, and I was deeply impressed. In what impressed. ways? In what ways? Uh, they had a um, the the segment. They had one female wrestler during that segment, and the guy she had to fight, of course, was misogynistic. And that right. was the, the, he also couldn't talk. He had a cold, and so he just made a whole character out of not being able to talk, which right. was amazing. But it was very silly. She um, kicked his ass. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and she destroyed. They had they had some characters who were more flamboyant. They didn't say that they were gay, but I think that was the implication. Right. And they ended up winning. Um, there was a, a portion that happened, which I thought was great, mm-hmm. where um, where the other wrestler who was wrestling uh, the uh, gay character, um, the other wrestler kissed the gay character, and he was like, ew, and then beat the guy up, which was great, which <laughs> yeah, you would right. expect it to be the, the other way around, right. but it was not, which was wonderful. Uh, and, uh, oh gosh, no, I've forgotten the other thing. Was, oh, ah, this Christmas, uh, we are having a couple, about two and a half weeks, I believe, mm-hmm. of the three Dane, three, three? Yeah, gosh, three weeks. Gosh. Three weeks of the Danger Committee. And the Danger Committee uh, performs at the Renaissance Festival and other places. They're right. improvisers and jugglers. And they're going to come in for an all-ages show uh, and do their entire Christmas program, which is, um, I think it's a, a stocking full of awesome. Yeah, uh, it's a wonderful knife. Yeah, it's a wonderful knife, a stocking full of awesome. And they're going to come in and they're going to set each other on fire and throw knives at each other's heads, wow. bring your kids yeah, it's, it's going to be. be super cool. And tickets are going crazy fast for that. So people are going to, yeah. and actually for all of our holiday programming, so people should get their tickets now. Yes. Once again, uh, Jack, tell us uh, where people can track down tickets. Oh, yeah. Minsky.com, M-I-N-N-S-K-Y.com. That's what it is. That's easy. Yeah, it's super easy. So do you think you're going to, I mean, I, I see this, uh, these productions, your various productions, it would seem like the next move would be to take some of these things on the road. Oh, absolutely. That's that's exactly what we're aiming for. So the um, the Wicked Wenches Cabaret want to take their um, their parody shows because uh, they're all so geek oriented. Mm-hmm. We um to try to try to take them out to cons um, and just getting booked in cities near where cons are happening. I mean, like our absolute wonderful fantasy would be to have. I mean, fantasy that'll be a reality someday. Is we'd love to do either like the New York Comic Con or the San right. Diego Comic Con. Um, and uh, and so you know that is one thing that we want to do for taking on the road. But then. Um, um, the expertisers, many of them are also a part of a, uh, one of our branches called Elite Entertainment, and that is our top circus performers and dancers, and we will go out and uh, do this stuff at events. We'll do wow. showgirls and walking around and do live statues and circus and fire, and um, we create really fun characters for them, and we, we, had Tiff, we had Tiff play a mermaid that sat in like a like a champagne glass, so she, she was a champagne mermaid, and then you know handed out champagne to the guests as they came in, so that was kind of a neat thing, and um, and so we do all types of stuff like that. We also have a lot of giant props that we can bring out, too. So we have carousel horses and giant lipsticks that you can sit on and, like, all right. sorts of just cool, wacky stuff that people would like to have at their events to, right. you know, to to make, you know, corporate events and fundraisers and stuff just a little bit more fun. And that puts everybody in the giving mood. Yeah. Well, Tiff, you mentioned it briefly in the last uh, segment, but for any people out there that would like to rent the space for a private event, including you, or maybe just bringing in their own entertainment that's available, correct? Oh, sure, absolutely. Actually, we should have Red talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm the main contact for if you want to rent the theater out for a performance, private event. Um, we Fantasy we wedding. Fantasy wedding, yes. Yeah. Um, we seat around 150, depending on our seating configuration, and, and that's a cool thing that you can do. Um, and we can project, so if you want to have a corporate meeting and project things on the screen, that's something that you're able to do. Um, we're able to put tables down on the play space. We can provide performers for your event. We do 
daily rentals, we do weekly rentals, um, and when you rent with us, you also have the option to rent set pieces and costumes from us, and you get an opportunity to see those. It's it's not a small amount of costumes or or set pieces that you can choose from. Yeah. You got a nice stash of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, so not only uh, would a great space to rent for whatever the event, but uh, you've also got a studio and uh, people can go there and join, work out, uh, climb on poles, swing from the rafters, right? Yeah, absolutely. So our training facility that's connected to Minsky Theater is the Expertise Fitness, where we put the it factor in fitness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all um, dance, performance, and circus-based um, alternative fitness. So we have pole dancing, chair dancing, belly dance, burlesque, circus arts, aerial arts, um, and fire is going to be coming up soon. Um, so we have lots and lots of workshops and classes and sessions available. We will be doing a Black Friday sale, um, so hopefully Hopefully, some of your listeners can check it out. It's expertisefitness.com. So, E-X-P-E-R-T-E-A-S-E fitness.com. And uh, it's a really, really fun time. It's incredibly empowering. And it's 18 plus. Right. So, you get to you get to come and have some adult you time and right. hang out. And you can say swear words. And uh, you get a workout. But you also get to really improve your self-confidence. Well, I have to think that after a show closes or after a rehearsal, you guys get drunk and just go nuts in that place. Oh, God. Um, we're no, so busy. no, we're so tired. Are you kidding me? We usually have rehearsal the next morning. I mean, we might drink some water and right. like high five each other, but yes. no. Uh, yeah. We um, when we do party That's okay. though, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> when we do party though, we yeah we t- we tend to take over the dance floors when we go out to the clubs together. We will will uh, go out in a big group and uh, show well, them how it's done. Someone well, will lie and say, "We'll just stay a minute." It's two no, o'clock right. and they're kicking us out. Yeah. like potato chips, right? You can't eat just one. Hey, I want to thank uh, Jack, Tiff, and Red from the Minsky Theater. I'm going to go to the Lady Gaga show tonight. Yay! uh, And check them out at Minsky.com. I wish you all the best, and it's such a pleasure to get to know the three of you. Oh, thank you, Paul. Thanks for having us, Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This show was produced by Paul Metza and engineered by the great Brett Johnson. We would like to thank our guests from the Minsky Theater, Jack, Tiff, and Red. Check out their theater, 15th and Central. they got something going on every weekend. I've got some things going on, too. I'm celebrating my 40th anniversary of my first show in town with a big show on December 23rd called Holiday on Ice Cubes at the Parkway Theater, which is 48th in Chicago. Partial proceeds from that will go to benefit the Northeast Seniors Food Shelf, which is a charity event I started 22 years ago and have been doing every year. I also have an Indiegogo campaign to raise some funds to put out a book of poetry called Alphabet Jazz with a corresponding spoken word CD with some great musicians behind it. Just go to paulmetza.com. I appreciate you checking that out. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.